Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And it is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. You know, uh, there are some days that I can't wait to get to the microphone. Uh, when I was in uh, first grade, I remember I had a, I, I still have the report card for my teacher, and uh, it said, uh, talks out of turn, worse after he's missed a day. Uh, so today, I, uh, I am uh, coming back from summer vacation, and we've been to uh, the Grand Canyon and uh, like uh, Branson and Florida and uh, where else, Niagara Falls and, and uh, you know, wherever else, and, and I've been, this has been bottled up inside of me for the entire summer, and I can't wait to get to the mic, so uh, that's the way it's going to be today. There's so much good stuff to talk about. So much absurdity to talk about. So much uh, evidence that uh, people are finally beating back the idiocy that's been happening and have been, have been uh, afflicting this country for so many years. And, and, and they are doing it, and the left is doing this by exposing itself. They're doing it. It's all self. Uh, it's all uh, what they've done to themselves. Uh, for instance, I want to start with the show with this. And we're going to get to uh, Pete Buttigieg in uh, East Palestine looking like Mike Dukakis in a tank in 1988. For those of you who are maybe uh, boomers or Xers or greatest generation, you'll remember. It cost him the election because he looked like uh, Rick Moranis in Spaceballs. Uh, so that... <laughs> That's what Pete Buttigieg looked like as we uh, today. Let me see uh, uh, the twentieth twenty days since the uh, the train was derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, and uh, and of course Donald Trump was there. But this is glorious. This is just glorious. And this is uh, a major uh, poke in the eye for those who want trillions of dollars in reparations and want to uh, you know blame people for being born. This is pretty interesting. Angela Davis is a uh, Marxist University of California professor who won the so. Soviet Union's Lenin Peace Prize at Lenin Peace, wow, and was uh, once accused of supplying weapons to a black supremacist who went on to murder Superior Court Judge Harold Haley and two inmates. 79-year-old identitarian, according to, uh, this is, I believe this is the blaze, uh, one of the founders of critical race theory and a former Black Panther was shocked to learn on Tuesday's episode of the PBS show, Finding Your Roots. That, uh, well, um, uh, if, if she's uh, looking for reparations, well, she might end up paying them. Here is what happened, and here is what she discovered, this radical racist who spent her entire life race-baiting and going after people for their race and, uh, and blaming her own failings because of you know what happened 170 years ago. Here she is finding out about her DNA. Any idea what you're looking at? That is a list of the passengers on the Mayflower. No, I can't believe this. No. She found out her ancestors uh, were on the Mayflower. <laughs> or one of her ancestors was on the Mayflower. I mean, that's even wider than me. My ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower. You, your ancestors came no. on the Mayflower. No, no, no. You yeah, are yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the 101 people who <laughs> sailed on the Mayflower. Wow. Oof. That's a little bit too much <laughs> to deal with right now. I didn't realize my entire life was based on a lie. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you may have descended from people who laid never the foundation never. for this country? Never, <laughs> never, yeah. never. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> 
So anyway, she was also a big uh, Israel critic, by the way. Wouldn't it be funny if she found out she was Jewish? Uh, her Actually, her, uh, she descends from the Revolutionary War soldier Stephen Darden who was a drummer for the 4th Virginia Regiment in the uh, 1770s. And so uh, she was a former member of the violent Black Panther Party, student at the, of the totalitarian professor Herbert Marcuse, but a leader of the American Communist Party. Uh, she said of, uh, of uh, Alan Dershowitz, uh, they are all Zionist fascists and opponents of socialism, among, among other things. Well, she does a twisted bunch of hate, isn't she? Uh, and then she also said in a... Uh, in a uh, uh, 2017 speech. This is a country anchored in uh, slavery and colo- colonialism. Which she's a descendant of both, uh, which means, for better or for worse, the very history of the United States is a history of immigration and enslavement. Michael Young is a, a visiting fellow at the Center for Newing America. He just visits every once in a while. He's a guy. He's like, hey, hey, it's here. I'm here. You guys got any beer in the fridge? Anyway, says that, that even the hardest uh, hardened and wo- uh, radical woke activists have an ancestor a history that is far more complicated than their own ideology allows for. Davis is a colonizer and by her own standard uh, also an oppressed minority. And then finally this guy says Michael Young, the visiting fellow. Uh, But Angela Davis' own life shows that the world is far too complicated for that and none of our bloodlines are exempt from the sins of history. And by the way, we aren't responsible for the sins of history for being born. I just thought you should know. I thought that put a smile on your face because this is what is happening to the left. This is this. They are on parade right now. They are being unveiled as idiots and as hypocrites. And and it's it's just honestly, it is just quite astounding. It's absolutely. Uh, it, it just it, it put a smile on my face today. Yeah. Let's talk about what's happening on in Ohio, shall we? I think we shall. Set it up with a little musical number from Jim Gossett. East Palestine. Ignoring you, East Palestine. Joe's ignoring you. Don't drink the water. He went to Ukraine because he don't give a damn about you. Nah, he don't care. The Democrats didn't seem to care until Trump said he was going there. A load of crap from the EPA saying Palestine's gonna be okay. Mayor Pete tells you to fly a kite. Says he'll come when the time is right. East Palestine, ignoring you. East Palestine, you know that it's true. If you ain't Martha's Vineyard, they got no use for you. Yep, or the Hamptons. East Palestine, Joe's response was late. Is that because you're in a red state? Yeah, pretty much. They've abandoned you. Let's hope it seals their fate. Now, uh, apparently, uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon? Yeah, he's back on CNN this morning. And uh, uh, he actually had a report about uh, Pete Buttigieg arriving in East Palestine uh, 20 days late. We're going to begin with the massive, toxic train disaster in Ohio. Right? Oh, I thought you were talking about your career. I'm sorry. In Ohio. Yeah, massive toxic train disaster describes your career. Now, the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, is on the scene right there. You see pictures of him. Uh, this is him at the scene of that wreck where the train 
loaded with dangerous chemicals derailed and burst into an inferno. The government. I thought that uh, the Norfolk Southern and the EPA people, they were scared for their lives when uh, there was a big meeting at the gymnasium in East Palestine a few days ago. Its response has been facing growing criticism. The railroad CEO coming face to face with angry residents during a CNN town hall. They are. Okay, but fortunately, fortunately, it looks like it looks like our federal government has come up with ten billion dollars in aid. Here is Janet Yellen to talk about it. Economic assistance is making Ukraine's resistance possible. Oh wait, wait, wait! That's for you, Ukraine, not the train. I guess I have those mislabeled. By supporting the home front, funding critical public. Are you sure it's Ukraine and not the train? Oh, it's, it's $10 billion more for Ukraine for the infrastructure there and the damage and all that. Okay. Services and helping keep the government running. In the coming months, we expect to provide around $10 billion in additional economic support for Ukraine. Economic support. I'm thinking a lot of people in uh, East Palestine need some economic support. I heard that there were people there. There's a woman with a, with a hair salon and nobody will come there because nobody wants to have their hair washed in the water. And it's not very efficient to wash people's hair in bottled water like Kim Kardashian probably does. Putin himself thought he would achieve a victory at minimal bubble baths with champagne. Cost, in the words of CIA director Bill Burns. One year later, Putin's war has been a strategic failure for the Kremlin. Ukraine still stands. Yeah, okay, so uh, it's amazing how generous our federal government is with your money. And uh, they could really give a rat's behind about you and me. That's really what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. Uh, oh, and here is uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg being approached by someone uh, asking for an apology for being so darn late. He was on the ground and he didn't have much to say about it. Sorry, Pete. Uh-huh. I just have a quick question. Uh-huh. Uh, the American public doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job. This is a reporter from Turning Point USA. Will you be resigning anytime soon? Yeah, I'm not here for politics. I'm here to make sure the community can get what they need. Well, uh, you arrived 20 days late. So I would assume the only reason you're there is for politics, to do a little CYA since Donald Trump was there yesterday. Will you apologize, just, sorry, I, I want to be you apologize for the response, um, for the slow response we'll, taking we'll, your probably time? Probably one of the big things. Yeah. Let's, let's go in here and get away from you. No, no, no apology. Get in there. He walks off in a distance and like, you know, get. And, then, uh, and then there's a, his assistant. Did you know that Pete Buttigieg has a press secretary? Here she is being interviewed, and she doesn't want to be on camera. She doesn't want to be recorded. Listen to this. Can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while they were... I'm sorry, I didn't have a chance to do my hair and makeup. You know, all this toxic dust falling on my face. And can we also ask, too, why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people across America would like to know. I hate to tell you this, Sunshine. You're on the camera most of of the time. I mean, if you go to Walmart, you're on like 20 cameras. So pretty much you're on a camera most of the time. Happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Uh, well, please put your camera. Aren't you a press secretary and don't the press usually have uh, cameras? I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we She's are allowed as press. You guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on my I'm the press secretary and I don't like to talk to the press, particularly if you're going to put me on the camera. camera. 
Well, I'm on a con camera. I would like your cameras to be off and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions and from the secretary of the secretary, the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely, I would like to do it without the camera on. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit of secretary. Secretary, you just—I don't know—you could put that on a business card. Just use the initials SS. Okay, maybe that's not a good idea, but yeah, this is an idea. Just shorten it up a little bit, I'm saying. Uh, you know, just saying. So uh, we've got a bunch of uh, great audio on this. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson, who is just spectacular, really put it in perspective about how the uh, Department of Transportation that has done its level best, supposedly, to combat racism by making sure that there aren't too many white people on construction crews. Uh, their response to East Palestine appears to be one of the most racist things that they could ever do. So we're going to get to that. And, uh, and, of course, your phone calls as well. Here's the number. It is 800-922-6680. We are just getting started. You better hang in. Hang on and buckle in, people. It's the Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. So th this is getting a little complicated. This is where this whole uh, reparation thing is going to be, uh, well, it's going to do a face plant uh, because it's absurd. Um, so I mentioned earlier that uh, Angela Davis, Marxist University of California professor, one of the, uh, the founders of Black Lives Matter, uh, she found out that uh, one of her, <laughs> one of her uh, ancestors was on the Mayflower. Yeah. And apparently the, uh, uh, she descends from a Revolutionary War soldier, Stephen Darden, drummer for the 4th Virginia Regiment of the 1770s, which is the worst job in the world. Because you you're leading people into battle, playing a drum. That's all you got. You just got to. You're dead. I mean, your drummer is. You're dead. It's over, uh, unless you got a bulletproof drum or whatever. But anyway, uh, so she uh, Darden reportedly moved to Georgia, became a slave owner, and then things got kind of complicated. And ultimately, uh, Molly Spencer, I guess her great great grandmother, son, she uh, she was born into slavery. So she's uh, got slave blood in her ancestry, and also uh, uh, Mayflower, uh, you know, founding. Um, a eugenist and uh, what uh, uh, genocidal maniac, of course, because he killed all the Native Americans. So I, I think what she should do is get a special Venmo account and Venmo herself her own uh, her own reparations. I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So let's move on to uh, East Palestine. Uh, tens of thousands of Ohio and Pennsylvania residents affected by toxic train uh, derailment will be offered free health checks amid fears of a public health crisis. What? I thought the air and everything was clear. Yeah. Free health checks amid fears of the looming health crisis. They uh, will have their vital signs taken, be medically examined by a doctor to uh, check for acute health problems. Mental health specialists and a toxicologist will be available for consultation this uh, three weeks after it all happened. And by the way, there's been a, a wave of sickness despite environmental uh, officials saying there's no health hazards. Some people have burning eyes, loose stool, uh, which some consider a blessing, um, and headaches since the crash. There is that. Uh, John O'Rourke owns this uh, company called Blue Line Moving, and uh, he, was, uh, he was introduced by the President of the United States, Donald Trump. And uh, he's uh, brought some uh, bottled water and everything. Donald Trump went to East Palestine yesterday, brought a bunch of bottled water, bought a bunch of people in McDonald's, brought some food and everything. Uh, FEMA, not so much. Not so much. And, uh, and of course, uh, Pete Buttigieg did not uh, as well. But here is uh, this guy, very well-spoken man, John Rourke, uh, talking about Trump's visit to East Palestine. Uh, the folks there are a whole lot more 
motivated than they were at this time yesterday, and that's a fact. Um, the fact that President Biden has refused to come to this small town when he's supposed to be Scranton Joe, a small town hero of the working man, and he can't even show his face in a town of American citizens that need his leadership, that need the government's help terribly. And he proved um, what everybody, I think, already knew in this country is that he's not the leader for this country and that Donald J. Trump is the leader that we all know he is, and he is the leader of this country. And he proved that today. That was leadership um, that I saw today. I saw people standing on the streets screaming for this man, chanting, USA, USA. I mean, it just gives me goosebumps. And, and to have President Trump um, personally thank me, um, I, I mean, to, it almost brought me to tears, man, well, to be I mean, honest. I, mean, I wouldn't say that uh, Joe Biden doesn't get that kind of reaction. He gets all sorts of people, shows up at his rallies, and they chant. Uh, a three-syllable response. It's it's uh, it's not uh, USA. It's FJB. But you know, very very passionate people show up. Here's some more from John Rourke. These people need help. Okay. Well, we're putting illegal aliens in hotels and five-star accommodations in New oh, York they, City, there was that, and yeah. the people of East Palestine can't even get a real hotel to stay in for no. a significant amount of time, no. or some real money that they can actually go maybe and get their own VRBO or something like that somewhere Verbo. where they can actually take a month and get away from the town and get away from breathing are you kidding the people of east palestine have never had a week off in that nasty air and having to see hundreds of workers every river every tributary has hoses in it yeah. aerators in it yeah. and they're spraying other than that everything is perfectly fine drink drink away water into these rivers and who knows where the water's coming from people don't have any idea what the hell is going on in their town right yeah. now? Yeah, that's what people in Washington, D.C. say all the, all the time, by the way. All the time. Victor Davis Hanson, I swear to God, this guy, you know, I, I like to think I'm a pretty smart person. Uh, you know, and then I, then I see people like Victor Davis Hanson and I go, wow. I mean, I can only aspire. Uh, here's what he said about uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, visiting East Palestine 20 days late. Right in the midst, I should say, of this tragedy in East Palestine of this white working class tiny community with a... This is on Tucker Carlson's show, by the way. I'm going to mention that. Income, average income, about $45,000. He was high. lecturing the nation that white hard hats don't look like the community they are working in. And that's not true. It's, it's not only that is he pandering, but he's often inaccurate yeah. and ignorant. Mm -hmm. uh, here in California, most of the uh, construction workers you see on the, the elite coast are Hispanic, and most of the residents are white, upper-class people. As long as they're in construction crews, they're perfectly fine. But if they're illegals and they're sent there from Florida, uh, they are not welcome here. That's just the way America works. But he always tries to... Uh, in lieu of actually doing something, he always tries to have a rhetorical or an abstract uh, victory. And I think people finally just feel, you know, they're tired of him. And he's afraid. He's also, he talks very bold and like he's bold and he's dynamic, but he's very cowardly because he's afraid to go in and confront yeah. these people and tell yeah. them why that FEMA wasted two weeks before they addressed their concerns and why he hasn't been there. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of cowardly like Joe Biden uh, not doing an interview on Fox when uh, the Super Bowl aired. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You just kind of talk to friendly crowds and all that stuff. Uh, more on this and then uh, Biden's legacy, the new malaise. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show.
European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. Well, there you go. That is the uh, President of the United States, uh, Mr. Donald J. Trump, 45th President, hopefully 47th President of the United States in East Palestine. Uh, and, you know, and the media is going after him for <laughs> for a political, uh, you know, appearance, whatever. And uh, Joe Biden, of course, uh, forsakes the American people for a de facto war with Russia that's cost us $120 million, billion dollars, billion dollars. And uh, and it's it's uh, you know stead walk walk walking towards uh, World War Three. Donald Trump goes to East Palestine. And of course, he he was uh, he was uh, traveling uh, what was a couple weeks ago, and he went into a uh, like a Krispy Kreme, and the woman at the cash register, very similar to yesterday at the McDonald's in East Palestine, except for she said, "Mr. President, do you mind if I pray for you?" So it shows the connection that this guy has with people. And, and it's interesting also, the thing about Donald Trump, and, and I have said this time and time again with regard to Donald Trump and why he is so uh, wildly popular with a lot of the population. And, uh, and one of the things, he went to Washington, D.C., and he, and he did what he said he was going to do. That's a really big deal. And I, and I point to part of this, uh, you know, for instance, uh, making Jerusalem, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Fifty years plus of Republicans... Um, d- paying lip service to that never did any of it i'm every including reagan sorry to tell you didn't do it nothing against reagan but you know come on uh what about roe v wade it was around for 50 years donald trump campaigned on it said i'm gonna get rid of roe v wade and what did he do he went to dc and he did it and and this is very uncommon because we're used to all these promises getting to washington dc and then the exact happen uh, the exact opposite happening and this is uh, jim jordan yesterday talking about the uh kind of the uh the mindset in the trump administration with regard to what i've just said relatively early in president trump's administration mark meadows and i this before mark was chief of staff we're in the white house and we're visiting someone in the west wing and one of the offices and i may have been jared's office or somebody's office but they had a big whiteboard on the wall and they had listed every single promise president trump made to the american people in the 2016 campaign hmm. And they were just, I mean, it was packed. Get out of the Iran deal, embassy in Jerusalem, build the wall, uh, get out of Paris Climate Accords, conservatives on the court, cut taxes, reduce regulation. Blah, 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 blah. I think he did all those. 
It was packed because he made a lot of important promises. Um, and they were checking them off. Just literally checking them. That's how you're supposed to govern. Yeah. What do you tell the people you're going to uh -huh. do if they give you the privilege of yeah. representing and serving them and leading them? Go do what you said. And no one's done it better. No, nobody has. And that's why people aren't going to go, oh, my gosh, oh, Nikki Haley's running. Oh, she's so diverse. She's a girl and she's from India and stuff. No, no, no. They don't care. They don't care. They like the man who did what he said he was going to do. And I had nothing. Listen, Donald Trump was my last candidate in 2015. I was thinking, you know, Ted Cruz. Uh, I even went and saw Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. I hadn't really endorsed anybody, but I just, I don't know. I didn't even think Donald Trump could be, what, really? I mean, I saw him on The Apprentice. And and, and then as, uh, you know, it, it, things began to change, I thought, I thought the first thing I thought was, man, I'll tell you what, State of the Unions are going to be crazy awesome. And, and they did become that because Nancy Pelosi tore up the State of the Union behind Donald Trump to show how much he'd gotten under their very thin, frail old skin. And, uh, and, and he did what we said was going to do. And then, you know, 2020 rolled around. We found out the FBI was involved in that election, uh, covering up uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, working with the media and big social media, among other things. And so uh, not only are people saying that he did what he said he was going to do, but they also believe his work was not done. Uh, the left wants his work to be done. They want him gone. That's why they got this idiotic uh, indictment going on in Florida. Or, no, no, Georgia. Georgia. We'll get to that, by the way. And the crazy jury foreman in the grand jury. I mean, bat guano crazy woman who may have just ruined the case for them, which is perfect because the, the case is a joke. All of these uh, lawsuits against Donald Trump are to keep him from running in 2024 because they're hiding a lot. And he's the only person who can dismantle this awful, awful deep state, which I am grateful to God that has been, has been uncovered. I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years. I never even imagined the filth, rotten corruption, the graft that goes on in Washington, D.C. that's being exposed, the pipeline between government and big pharma and government and big defense contractors and back. And it is ridiculous what they do with our money. It is a, what, five, six trillion dollar annual company and its board of directors are deep staters and all they do, they don't make anything, they just spend the money. They just send it to their friends. It is just absolutely glorious that we're finding this stuff out. <sighs> Let's get back to East Palestine, shall we? And uh, it's interesting because our, our government right now is very, it's got its uh, panties in a bunch about diversity and equity and all of this. And, and I'll get to some of the things that the IRS is planning on doing about diversity and equity and making sure that uh, more Asians and white people get audited, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, in the, in the race to be uh, diverse and uh, equitable and all that stuff, they kind of forgot poor white people in the working class who have been long-suffering. I mean, they live uh, shorter lives than most of us. Uh, they live in poverty. I come, this is my hood. This is my hood, all right? I, I grew up on a farm. I, you know, I never was racist or anything, and, and we grew all of the stuff that we needed on our farm. That's what we did. And my sister, Georgia, we used to go over to her shack. It was, it was, a, it was a shack. I mean, it was, it was like, if you saw her house, we didn't think twice about it. It, just, it was like an old house. Or we went into her double-wide trailer, you know? And, uh, you know, we thought she was rich because she could afford Count Chocula for her kids. And we never got the sweet cereal in our house. But anyway, that said, uh, here is, here is 
uh, Victor Davis Hanson from last night talking with Tucker about uh, the racism of, and it's not reverse racism. There's no such thing as reverse racism. There's just racism. All right. There's just racism. Here he is talking about uh, racism afoot in East Palestine. East Palestine is right on the border of Pennsylvania and it's in Klinger. It's the very area that in 2008 uh, Barack Obama blasted as they cling to their religion. And their guns. Don't forget their guns. This is kind of uh, a coinky dink, isn't it? And then we know how Joe Biden has called Trump supporters chumps and dregs. And we know the irredeemables and deplorable vocabulary of uh, Hillary Clinton. So they have a long record of disparagement of the... Don't forget MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy and white supremacists. White working class. I don't know why they think they can just get away with it so easily without some kind of reaction. But they are. It is racist. And if this was in Malibu or this was in uh, Martha's Vineyard ding, ding. or even in Compton or South Central... Uh, there would be an immediate U.S. government response by this administration. You're just being racist for talking about racism, you white racist. Yeah, whatever. Shit it. Meanwhile, here's uh, Donald Trump's arrival yesterday in East Palestine. A little bit warmer than uh, Joe Biden's. Uh, he, there were no air raid sirens. You know, if you really wanted to do the theater like Joe Biden did, going into Kiev, and he walks into the courtyard, and they haven't had air raid sirens go off at all in Kiev in recent history because the battles are hundreds of miles off, and they, you know, no power interruptions or anything in Kiev. But Joe Biden, well, they wanted to make it sound like it was really dangerous that he went to Kiev on a train, and uh, and they did the uh, New York Times. Of the mainstream media slavishly acted like it was JFK speaking in Berlin all over again and all of that stuff. And it wasn't. It was absolute nonsense. But if, if Donald Trump wanted to do this, don't you suppose that everybody would uh, around him have a hazmat suit on, uh, you know, be breathing uh, oxygen tanks on their back and helicopters flying over? But no, no, no. He just went. Wasn't wearing a mask, wasn't wearing a hard hat or a, or a, a vest or a, a mask like a Pete Buttigieg. Here's uh, Donald Trump. And beyond television, we've been getting our news from the real news and from the fake news. And uh, the fake news we even believed in this case because they've covered it very fairly. Over the past few weeks, the community has shown the tough and resilient heart of America. And that's what it is. This is really America right here. We're standing in America Unfortunately, as you know, in too many cases, your goodness and perseverance were met with indifference and betrayal in some cases. Uh, by what the hell are we paying taxes to the federal government for, by the way? We don't have a sovereign border. We don't have a FEMA that will respond to natural disasters. Uh, fentanyl is flooding in. We're giving uh, hundreds of billions of dollars for a de facto war that hasn't been declared in Congress. It's just been done. Uh, we had a president of the United States who just declared a war on fossil fuel, which has driven the cost of everything up. We've got an out-of-control federal spending government that has caused the price of everything to go up. What the hell are we paying taxes to the federal government for uh, in the first place? you got diversity training everywhere and equity and all this, and, and uh, recruitment into the military is down 25%, so our national defense is going to the bleeper. And FEMA said they would not send federal aid to... East Palestine under any circumstance. They're not going to send aid. I thought that was a strange statement because I've been working with FEMA for a long time, four years, and they were great with us with the tornadoes, the hurricanes, and things like this. And it was a strange statement to come out, and they were doing nothing for you. They were 
intending to do absolutely nothing for you. J.D. and I spoke, and they said, they're not coming. They're not going to come. I said, that's very strange. FEMA said, uh, specifically, this doesn't meet the criteria, and uh, that's horrible, and somebody has to do something for those people, I said back. When I announced that I was coming, they changed their tune. It was an amazing <laughs> phenomena. Yeah. The mayor and I were discussing that. It was quite amazing what happened. And yeah. They said uh, that we can't let this happen. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Now, on scene yesterday, an inspector, this guy is a chemical inspector. He was testing the uh, water supply. And we've heard a lot of things about a controlled burn. They decided to do a controlled burn. Okay. Um, well, I'll let him explain. Listen to this uh, this water inspector uh, talking about uh, the controlled burn that supposedly happened. You were the guy that made all the decisions. You got a controlled burn? Well, there's the lie. It wasn't a controlled burn. It was an uncontrolled burn. See, I'm a chemical engineer as well as, well as a top health and safety guy. I've got undergraduate and graduate degrees in chemical engineering. You're the first actual expert that we've gotten to speak to. In your opinion, why do you believe that it was an uncontrolled burn? Why are you using that terminology when so far everywhere else we've seen that it was a controlled burn? You can go to a place called West Liverpool downriver, and that's where they burn hazardous waste. And in a hazardous waste uh, situation, they very carefully control the temperature and the amount of oxygen so yeah. that they get complete combustion, right? It's time, temperature, and, and amount of the air-fuel ratio. There's no controlling of the amount of air that gets in there. That's why you saw all that soot. So it's not a controlled burn because a controlled burn would have to be like in a furnace or in your car or some system where you control the fuel yeah. in order the vinyl chloride and the amount of oxygen. So yeah, and, and let's not forget the uh, the uh, exhaust, uh, the the smoke. They didn't do that, so it's an uncontrolled burn. One of the worst ways to determine exposure in general is to smell it because if you smell the odor guess what you're already exposed right? oh boy how long have you been doing this um 30 years i'm in most of the big named lawsuits as an exposure expert okay he's an exposure expert who was hired by an individual to uh, check the water and uh and the what they did was uh the uh the, the powers that be with the epa and uh, norfolk southern wanted to clear up those railroads so they can get the trains back on the track uh, because they might want their money back. One, two, three, four, and you are not it. Anyway, uh, so it, what they wanted to do is do So they dug a pit. They uh, stopped pouring water with fire hoses on the tanks that was cooling the tanks. And then they allowed the tanks to heat up. They drained a good share of the chemicals into a very large a pit. And they set the sucker on fire. Woo! That's what the uh, that's what the cloud was. The high school bonfires are more of a controlled burn than that. All right, Wiley Coyote exploding some TNT from Acme Company. It, it was more of a controlled burn than what they did in East Palestine. Don't let anybody try to fool you. All right, so coming up, we've got uh, oh 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 uh, Sam Brinton, the the uh, the uh, transgender fluid uh, former federal government uh, manager of nuclear waste, apparently has been caught. Uh, well, uh, apparently some of the suitcases he stole had uh, clothing in it from a fashion designer that he summarily wore on social media, and she noticed that's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's The Rob Carson Show. 
So you remember uh, Sam Bridgen, the uh, first official gender-fluid person in the federal government. Uh, still historical person, by the way. Could be first historical gender-fluid federal government employee to spend some time in jail. Uh, so anyway, so a, a former uh, a fashion designer, I should say, claimed that the Sam Britton had worn her custom designs in public after they've been stolen from her baggage. So not only has this guy been that person, uh, place, or thing, uh, it, it, stealing luggage, but uh, taking the clothes out of them and wearing them. So uh, a Houston-based fashion designer from ten, uh, Tanzania told uh, Fox that uh, she had reported her luggage stolen in 2018 at Ronald Reagan National Airport. Uh, she later saw what appeared to be her distinctive clo- stolen, stolen clothing on Sam Britton. Oh, my God, we're the same size. Stop it. Uh, I saw the images. Those were my designs, uh, custom designs, which were lost in my bag in 2018, said Azia Kashim. He wore my clothes, which were stolen. I'm sure she's probably saying, you know, just keep them. Uh, she posted very persuasive images of her designer clothing and photographs of Brenton wearing similar clothes on social media. Uh, and by the way, in December, she filed another report with the Houston Police Department after seeing her clothing being worn by Brenton. You know, this is like uh, stealing one of Elvis's jumpsuits from Graceland and then putting your, your name on social media. Azaria, like when he was like alive, it would have been like Elvis sitting there on television going, what you, hey, hey, man, she's wearing one of my suits, man. Oh, that that uh, person there, uh, Sam Ritten, uh, wearing one of my suits. Oh, uh, don't take uh, my impression of Elvis Presley uh, wrong. Elvis Presley is and always will be the greatest entertainer in the history of mankind. So there you go. Let's go to uh, Marty in Baltimore. Hello there, Marty. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Thank you, Rob. I just wanted to say there there are far-reaching implications with this uh, Palestine, East Palestine uh, problem. Basically, uh, all these uh, little creeks and streams that are affected, as soon as you get some heavy rains, uh, all that sludge is going to wash into the Allegheny River. Now, in Pittsburgh, the Allegheny merges with the uh, Monongahela to form the Ohio River. And all these little towns and cities along the Ohio River draw their water, their drinking water, from the Ohio. So it's going to... Well, they already, uh, Marty, I used to live in Cincinnati, by the way, great town. Uh, They closed one of their water uh, input, uh, whatever the uh, aquifer, whatever they used to get the water out of the Ohio a few days ago after um, the the, about two weeks into the spill into uh, East Palestine apparently was related to that. So, yeah, and and wait till all the runoff from all this snow that's fallen off and wait till the thaw uh, coming coming down from the north. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to get, you know, it's going to be all over the place, bro. Sure. All right, Marty, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, here is uh, MSNBC saying that uh, Pete Buttigieg may have, uh, maybe should have gone to East Palestine a little bit earlier. Secretary Pete Buttigieg did make it clear that he should have gone there sooner. And let's just put put a pin on that. He should have gone there sooner. And the White House... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I think Mika Brzezinski actually said a sentence there. She's just not chiming in to what Joe says. Should have done a better job, even though they were in a major transatlantic moment dealing with the future of the safety of the world. The people (laughs) of East (laughs) Palestine uh, need to feel seen and heard. 
And I think that Pete Buttigieg is taking it on board that he needs to go there and do that. Yeah, uh, sure. And, and meanwhile, here's the media with their sycophantic praise of Joe Biden's visit to Kiev. Joe Biden has put solidarity ahead of his own personal safety. Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. Has air raid sirens blared? There, you may experience the need or the feeling like you're about to vomit, by the way. This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was what? historic what? as well. Historic. Timely and brave. First American president to go to a war zone with no U.S. military presence for security. Well, I shouldn't have eaten this morning. On the ground. Uh, American presidents. All right, I got to go to the bathroom. Let's take a break. We'll be back. This is the Rob Carson Show. No blind rhetoric. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. 